standby, channel one. Communication, switching to channel one. All right, here it comes, be ready. Switch controls to manual override. All right, welcome back to the Mikey Podcast. This is episode 20. Uh, and in this one, we're going to talk about mental health. September is Suicide Awareness Month, Suicide Prevention Month. Suic- there's Suicide Prevention Week that goes on this month. And this whole month is about mental health and obviously suicide prevention and awareness. A lot of people struggle. And that's kind of what I'm going to go through here. This episode might get a little heavy, but there's a lot of stats and a lot of reasons why men specifically struggle so much with mental health. And since I'm a man and a lot of my listeners of this podcast are men, uh, I actually it's about 50, 50, but women, if you listen to this podcast, you could take a lot of this for yourself, but also the man in your life and maybe help you understand some of what he's going through and why he won't talk about things. That's like the biggest thing with men. Like, you know, we don't want to talk about it. We're men. I'm not going to talk about this. I'll fix it. I'm just going to go and have a beer. Just leave me the fucking loan. I'll figure it out. But that's a, that's the problem here. So like I said, we're going to get into all this and we're going to figure out why men don't want to talk about their problems and what they can do to, even if they don't want to talk about them, no, you should, but maybe there are some steps that you can take uh, in your own life, just some small adjustments that can make you feel better, not, not only physically, but also mentally as well. But let's break out some of these stats. I had posted a meme on my Facebook page. Uh, you could find me on, I put it on Instagram too. You can find me on Instagram. I am Mikey. You can search the hashtag. I am Mikey, the Mikey podcast, whatever. Uh, you can find me on Facebook the same way, uh, Twitter, all that stuff. And on this meme, there was some stats and it said, did you know that 84 men a week take their own life? That's a lot, dude. 75% of all suicides are male. Men report lower levels of life satisfaction than women, according to the government's National Well-Being Survey. And men are less likely to access psychological therapies than women. Only 36% of referrals to NHS, National Health uh, System, therapies are for men. Nearly three quarters of adults who go missing are men. Around one in eight men has a common mental health problem, such as depression, anxiety, panic disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD, stuff like that. One in eight. And dude, that's just the people, that's just what's being reported because a ton of these cases go unreported because men don't want to go get help. So this is especially true for men. Women tend to be more open to talk about their feelings. We know this. It's just, it's just who they are and their being is they, they talk. They like to talk about their feelings. There's always, there's always memes and different support groups and all these other things for women. And there's nothing wrong with that. I support that. I think that's amazing. But there isn't a whole lot of that stuff for men. And that's because a lot of times men don't want to admit that they have a problem or that they need some help. And that's kind of the problem. Why is it so hard for men to talk about their mental health? I think the answer is different for everyone, but it comes down to a few things. You know, there's that stupid stigma about it. You know, it's outdated, but deep down, a lot of dudes don't want to admit that they have a problem and they don't want to ask for help. There's this pressure on a man, always trying to, you know, always got to be the strong dude, strong, the provider, the shoulder, the protector. How can someone be all those things and then show any sign of weakness or needing some sort of help? There's this burden of toxic masculinity, which I hate saying, but it's true. 
and I want to quickly talk talk about the difference between masculinity and toxic masculinity. And I'm not going to get too deep into this. And there's a whole lot to it. And that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about mental health. But these these two things play a big role in it. First off, toxic masculinity is basically, again, without getting too much into this, it's about aggression, highly sexually active, violent, abusive, disrespectful, homophobic, type of person that suffers in silence, the never lose mentality, have no needs, don't depend on anyone, don't show weakness, shit like that, man. These people, people like that, those people are weak men. They may pretend to be strong. But they need to make other people feel shitty in order to make them shell themselves feel strong. I hate people like that. They have to, they're bullies, you know, they're horrible people. And, but the problem is a lot of this come is set in their minds from childhood. So it's not necessarily their fault. And it falls down to mental health. Something you have to think about were things that happened to you in your childhood, which led you to believe, become who you are right now. But what about regular masculinity? Removing the word toxic. There's nothing wrong with being traditionally traditionally masculine. I mean, I look at my relationship with, with my girlfriend. We both play traditional roles in our relationship, but that's how, what we choose to do. You know, but, but we also share a lot of the roles too. Like, I mean, I, I would say I, I make I make more money than she does, but she makes really good money. But I would say I'm a little bit more of the provider, whereas she is a little bit more on the home side of things. And like it, just playing those traditional roles, that's just what we like. It's not if, if she wanted to work more, whatever. There's no, if she wanted to do more, she could do more. If I wanted to do more in the house, I can't. But we both cook, we both clean, we both work. We both play those roles. But when it comes to regular masculinity, there's nothing toxic about working hard, providing for your family, winning at sports, or even being loyal to your friends. Most importantly, there's nothing toxic about wanting to be respected. All humans want to feel respected. We all want to know that we're valued, recognized, affirmed. But it becomes toxic when you start to demand that shit from people. You know what I mean? When you start to force that on somebody. So the point is, if you're toxic, really, you're just an asshole. I just had this conversation on Facebook with somebody in the comments section of one of my posts. He brought up, I, when I posted my meme about mental health, it was just there to, to support people, let them know that they're not alone. He's like, and we got to start with toxic masculinity. And I'm like, I hate that term, which is kind of just what I went over here. And there's nothing there's nothing toxic about being masculine. It's just when you start to force these things and you become over aggressive, that's when you start to become toxic. But not just it's not toxic masculinity. You're an asshole. So I hate the term toxic masculinity, but really you're just an asshole. And most of the time, this is very well toxic masculinity is an undiagnosed mental disorder, like depression or even substance abuse. On top of it, like I said, childhood traumas, all this stuff. When you have these things that they can all come into play, you become toxic. An asshole. But you can be masculine without being toxic. People are just toxic. Some people. Like I said, a lot of times this type of behavior really comes down to how you were raised, though. Think about it. As a boy, we grow up idolizing sports stars and you know, superheroes, shit like that. Men that are larger than life, you know what I mean? And not real. Well, I mean, I guess sports stars are, are real. But we only really get we don't get to, we only get to know them, you know, through the, as incredible athletes, not who they are as actual people. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with these characters or these these movie stars, these comic books, or these these sports players. Nothing, but these people are not good examples of how men really act. You know, you can aspire for greatness, but you need to make sure it's based in reality. That's easier. It's easy to say as an adult, but not necessarily easy for a kid to understand. Men are told not to be a crybaby. 
could be from our dads, cousins, friends, brothers, sisters, whoever. But boys aren't supposed to cry. That's what a lot of us heard growing up. That shit's not cool, man. You hear that a lot growing up. And that's, that teaches you to stuff your emotions down and not express your feelings. Hi, that's messed up. Why the fuck would you tell a kid, don't be a baby? Everyone's feelings are, are valid. Don't be such a dick about it. You know what I mean? If you have a child in your life, you don't have to, it doesn't, you know, it's not, you don't have to be a parent. You could be any one of those other people I just said, a cousin, a friend, a brother, whatever. But if you have a child in your life, try harder to understand what that kid is trying to express to you. You know what I mean? Like, let them cry. If they want to tell them, it's okay. It's okay to do that if that's how they feel. Their feelings are valid no matter what. Because when you start to tell them, don't cry, man up, or whatever the hell you're going to say, whatever people might put into that toxic masculinity category, when you start to say those things, again, it goes back to, to stuffing your emotions down. And that's where a lot of these problems start. When I was told as a child, stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. I told, my God, I heard that so many times. What the fuck is that? I already have a reason to cry. I'm crying. Why would I want you to give me another one? Here's an idea in that situation. Why not try to help me express why I'm crying so that you can understand and then in turn help me understand these feelings that I'm going through as a kid that I can't, clearly I'm, I, I can't comprehend because I'm crying about it and I can't express it the right way. Parents have such a, it's, it's so hard to be a parent. You, you know, you, you got it. You want, you want to be the provider. You want to be the protector. You want to make sure they ha kids have everything they need and, and you, you don't want them, You want to make sure they're not spoiled, but you want to make sure they're happy. But you also got to, you ought to got to, you got to remember everything you say, everything you do, you do, your kid is watching you and it's defining who they become as an adult. So when you say things like stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about over time, and you say that a lot or tell your kid to, you know, they're, they're crying, don't be a baby and stuff like that. Those things affect your child over time and as they grow and who they become and how they're able to, to, to deal with their feelings as an adult. And unfortunately, a lot of times those feelings lead to undiagnosed mental disorders. Those feelings lead to uh, substance abuse. I mean, these are things that I'm dealing with in my own personal life right now because of, of the ways I did things when I was younger with the people that are in my life. You got to remember it. I wish, I wish I knew this stuff years ago. You know, kids are kids. And you don't think about that. You're an adult. You got so much going on. You got bills, work, trying again, just the household in general. But kids are kids, man. They can't express themselves as easily as an adult. And even adults can't express themselves most of the time. They don't know what words to use. You know what I mean? Or even how to explain what they're feeling. So it's up to, it's up to us to show them how and show them some patience and some love. When, when people shove those feelings Deep down inside, over time, they build up and eventually start to overflow. And then these feelings start to come out as bursts of anger, road rage, breaking shit, yelling, whatever the case, man. Emotions tend to find an outlet. They will find an outlet. That's why it's really important to teach our children to express themselves at a young age so they don't turn to short-term fixes like, you know, being lashing out or drugs and shit like that. That's also why it's important for men to express themselves. And I know this is actually important for anybody, but I'm talking about men specifically because men, men don't need it more than women. Everybody needs to, to focus on their mental health, but there's not a lot of help there for men. And men, as I've said at the beginning of this podcast, tend to not want to ask for help. So I'm here to show you that you are not alone and tell you that it's cool to ask for help. It's okay. It's actually better because you become a better person. You become a better man. 
You become a better father. You become a better friend, better coworker, better employee, whatever the hell it is. You just become better because you, in turn, start to fix yourself and understand your issues. So when you can understand yourself better, you become a better person. And if you don't, if you don't express yourself the way you should, your feelings will find that outlet. And you will, no matter what, turn to short-term fixes. It could be drugs, man. It could be drinking, sex, porn. Who knows what it is? Whatever, whatever helps you feel good and feel better in that moment. Then without help, over time, these, these short-term fixes, with using these short-term fixes, it becomes really hard to know the symptoms of mental health issues versus the symptoms of substance abuse. And those substances could be a lot of things, man. I just listed drugs, alcohol, drinking, porn, sex, whatever. So you may be sitting here listening to this podcast with some sort of substance abuse problem, you know, really even realizing it. And this problem stems, stems from your mental health issue. That sounds crazy, right? Maybe you watch porn all day. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad example because I think if you are watching porn all day, probably deep down inside, you know, there's something wrong because you really shouldn't be doing that. So I, I can't think of a better example here. Just basically, if you have some sort of substance abuse, it's drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever. This problem stems from something deep-seated in you, in your mental health. This is addiction 101, though. And you may not be ready to hear that, honestly. I understand. But, but just know that when you're ready, to have, you have to accept that your addiction is a real sickness and coming from a deep mental issue. And that's really nothing to be ashamed of, man. As I said, one in, what, one in eight men have a mental health problem. That's a lot. But this is a serious problem because untreated mental health disorders are why men have such a high suicide rate. And none of this is talked about enough because maybe if it was, these rates maybe might be lower and it might be more accepted for men to open up. If there's more memes about men and mental health or, 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 just, or, or more groups on Facebook... Well, more dudes like me willing to open up and talk about it and, and open the door for people to come in and, and ask questions and, and, and put my life out there. I struggle. We all struggle. But what do you do? How do you get through it? So maybe you're sitting here, you listen to all this. You're like, man, I, I'm, I, I feel this. This, is, this. this hits home a little bit for me. I mean, I, I'm thinking back to when I was a child and I can start to pinpoint moments in my life that apply to who I am today and why I am that way. So your dude's suffering through all this shit I just talked about, but you're too much of a dude to actually go see someone. Man, I ain't gonna go see nobody. I'll fix it myself. The good news is you don't even have to go anywhere nowadays to see someone. You know, you just, you gotta look for the help. You gotta take that step to look for the help. So if you, all you gotta do is download an app nowadays or maybe go to a website. It's really easy. You can do all this on your own time. The problem is you just gotta say fuck it and do it. And that's the first hurdle right there. And so maybe I can invoke some toxic masculinity right now and just say, don't be such a bitch, man. Go get some help. Real men ask for help when they need it. Because a real man will help another when they're asked. Think about that. Be a man. Real men ask for help when they need it so that they can be fixed. So that they can be there for another man when he needs help. Because you can't help somebody when you need help. When you're broken, how can you help try to fix somebody when you're broken? You know what I mean? And everybody's broken, man. Everybody. We got to figure out that where those little cracks are and what it is 
where we're broken so we can slowly fix those things and be the best man that we can be. But again, a lot of people don't still don't want to talk to people. Fine. You're going to hold on to that. I don't need to talk to everybody else. But there are there, there's ways that you can do this without talking to someone. Now, as I go over some of these ways, this might seem like common sense. And you might be like, what the fuck? I could have just figured that out of myself. Man, I need to hear some fucking guy tell me. But that's the thing. You probably do need to hear somebody say that. You just hear from a regular dude like me who tries to incorporate these things into his own mental health and life to make his life a little better. Maybe you'll see that this actually works as long as you do them and stay consistent. Consistency is a key in a lot of things in life. So just some, some like I said, maybe may common sense things that you can do to make yourself not only feel better mentally, but also physically as well. First of all, keep active, right? Oh, common sense, duh. Of course, everybody says that. So cliche, Mike, what the fuck? Well, duh, I know. But regular exercise, honestly, can boost your self-esteem and can help you concentrate and sleep and feel better. Seriously, dude, exercise keeps your brain and organs healthy. And, 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 and the focus you have when you're sitting there, when you're focusing on exercising, can have a significant benefit towards improving your mental health. Focus is such a huge thing. That's like such. It's one of those. Uh, it's something you learn when you're in when you're meditating, which is another one. The the focus around meditation, it really helps your mental health. And I, and and I didn't. As I'm talking about this, I didn't even put this on my list here. But meditation is huge, and I know that people are like I don't. I can't. I don't know how to meditate. Nobody knows how to meditate. It's a practice. You got you to gotta learn and it takes oh, it takes time. You start off with just doing a couple of minutes a day. So you start off at three minutes, you know what I mean? And then maybe move up to five minutes. And the next thing you know, you're doing 10, then 15, 20, who knows, 30 minutes an hour you're meditating, which seems like a lot. But I try to do about 10 to 15 minutes a day. I use an app called Headspace. I highly, highly, highly recommend this app. It is. It taught me how to, how to meditate. It walked me through the steps. And now... It's, I use it daily to, to, to stay on top of my game, and it helps me with creativity. It helps me with stress. It helps me with exercising. It's just an amazing app. Headspace, download it. If you're trying to work on your mental health, this is going to be great for you, I promise. Meditation is just key. Another thing is eat well. <laughs> if you follow me on social media, you'll see. I, I, I eat a combination of well and shit. Like I'm a pretty good cook. Uh, I, I, I eat fruits, vegetables, meats, things like that. But I also like to eat my junk food. And I know this isn't, eating well isn't really like as easy as some people try to make it seem. Like, look, I know it's cheaper and easier to eat fast food or even, or even fast casual if you're single. And if you have a family, I know it's cheaper and easier to buy generic overprocessed shit from Walmart that's already pre-made. I get it. But that shit is killing you physically and mentally. And I'm not telling you to remove it all 100% because that's not going to happen. Fuck. That's like, I can't get rid of my snack cakes. Are you crazy? I I need a little bit of joy in my life, you know? Goddamn. (laughs) But if you slowly add more organic foods and more home-cooked meals, fresh veggies and fruits in your life and and slowly remove some of this shit over time, I promise you, you will not only feel better physically, but mentally too. this, this, This is not a joke. I'm telling you, this is shit that I've done in my life over the years to adjust to make myself feel better. Cause when I came to a moment in my thirties and realized that, Holy fuck, what am I doing with myself? I was alone. I was living in Boston. It's just, just this, this is when I woke up that I've, I've talked about it in another podcast and maybe I'll have to get, get to it again. But 
that's when I started to make these adjustments in my life. And I'm not telling you, I don't sit here and eat thousand percent organic. I can't. You know, every once in a while, I got to go to Taco Bell. I, I, I eat snack cakes. I do eat sweets. That I just, you just have to minimize it. You know, your brain needs a mixture of nutrients in order to stay healthy and function well. A diet that's good for you, your physical health is also good for your mental health, you know? And you can still eat all the things you love just in moderation and maybe find organic alternatives or even better, some home-cooked alternatives. And don't give me that organic and non-GMO is more expensive bullshit because it's really not. Walmart sells organic stuff. Also, if you have an Amazon Prime account, which almost every single person on the planet does, you can save 10% at Whole Foods. And the 365 Whole Foods brands is very cheap, almost all organic, and it tastes really, really good. So there's that excuse has got to go. There's plenty of options out there for you to get organic foods uh, cheaper than you know maybe 10 years ago. That's an outdated thing. Stop saying that. Another one that's easier to say and maybe not so much do for some people is don't drink to get fucked up or forget stuff. I know that's stupid. I mean, occasional light drinking is, is perfectly healthy and enjoyable for almost everybody, but most people take it to extremes. So don't do that because that's just, you're just, you're just, that's going for a short-term fix in your life. So if you want to have a glass of wine with dinner, sure, why not? You're out and you know, have a drink or two. And every once in a while, you're hanging out with friends and you get a nice buzz, all good. But if your goal was to go out, I'm going out tonight, I'm getting fucked up. There's probably something wrong with you. Seriously. Especially if you're 40. <laughs> like me. I'm older than 40. But I don't do that anymore. I used to. You know, I mean, that was my goal in my early 20s, 30s. Hell, up until, you know, my mid-30s or early 30s. And I was like, go get fucked up. But again, every once in a while to say that, you know, I'm just going to let loose tonight and just have a good time and get a buzz and enjoy myself and enjoy my friends. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that though. It's when you're doing it all the time and your goal is to get fucked up and forget stuff. There's an issue. There's something you probably never had thought of, and this might sound kind of cheesy, but who are you to judge Mr. Toxic Masculinity? Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, is call a friend, even maybe send a text or even a, just, just a message. I, it, like I said, it might sound lame to someone but actually, it's really good for you because strong family ties and supportive friends can help you deal with with, a, with the stresses of life. You know what I mean? Friends and family can 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 make you feel included and loved. Those are good feelings to have. They can offer different different points of view from whatever's going on inside your your head or even their head. They can help keep you active, keep you grounded, solve some issues. You know, you ask for some advice, even just calling and chatting about anything because when you're done and you get off the phone or you're done texting that person or you you've, you've gone back and forth for a little bit there's a different energy in you you feel good you feel better and you checked in with a friend or a family member and you know they're doing all right who hell man maybe they need you sometimes all you need is just a break too seriously a break is helpful and really not sometimes all the time don't be afraid to take a break a change change of scene or change of pace that's all good for your mental health. It could be five a five-minute pause from cleaning your kitchen or take your lunch break or, or use the weekend to go explore somewhere new. A few minutes can, can be enough to de-stress you, man. Give yourself some me time. Make sure you take your paid time off. Make sure you use your mental health days and personal days. You deserve them. They give them to you for a reason. You deserve them. No matter how much you might be in, in your head, beat yourself up and tell you you don't deserve them, you're lazy, you're not working hard enough, all this other stuff, that's... Those are your inner voices which you're trying to adjust and change because they're fucking with you. 
those voices do. They fuck with me, man. I have those voices in my head too. And I know, I know it sounds crazy, but man, I there are the days when I'm like, man, I'm just I'm so terrible at what I do, or you know, I, I look like shit, or I'm so unhealthy, or I'm so out out of shape. Those are those negative voices that we got to stop telling ourselves. But those things prevent you from doing what you deserve and knowing what you deserve. And you deserve those mental health days. You deserve those personal days. You deserve that time off. Your job does not own you. You own you. And you need to take that time. I'm serious. It is important. I know when I was in my 20s, man, I never took my fucking vacation days. I never took time off. You feel like you got to prove something, right? Like, oh, if I work hard and I show up and I don't take time off, they'll see it and they'll, they'll, I'll move up the ranks. That's not how this, that's, that's not true. Just be a good, hard worker. Get your job done. Do it right. Be there when you're needed. That's how you move up in the ranks. Again, I'm just telling you some ways to help with your mental health that you can do on your own. One way to make yourself really, really good is to do something you're good at. What do you love doing? What activities can you lose yourself in? What did you love doing in the past? You like riding a bike? Go for a bike ride. You like playing drums? Go play the drums for a little bit. Enjoy yourself. That shit can help beat the stress, man. You like just putting on some rec, putting on a record and listening to some music? I like to do that. Feels good. Doing an activity you enjoy probably means you're good at it. And achieving, achieving something boosts your self-esteem so you just get better. Hell, even if you suck at something, just working at something and getting better will make you feel pretty damn good. You know, I needed a hobby, so I started cooking. Turns out I'm pretty good at it, but sometimes I fuck shit up. It's, but it's nice to challenge yourself. You know, it's nice to me, for, at least for me. It's like, oh, that didn't come out the way I wanted it to. That's all right. I'll try this different next time. Find a hobby if you can. Hobby's like the hardest thing in the world. Man, I went years with no hobby. My hobby was work, and that's not a good hobby, you know. But then I, you know, I started shooting. I shoot a little bit. I haven't been to the gun range in a while, but, uh, but that and, and cooking and things like that, exercising, that shit is good, man. You need, you need to have a hobby. It's one of the hardest things to do, but it's the healthiest thing you can do for your own mental health is to accept who you are. Right? That's, that was like deep, right? Holy shit, Mikey is fucking deep, man. One of the hardest things to do, but it's the healthiest thing you can do for your own mental health is to accept who you are. We're all different, you know? It's much healthier to accept that you're unique than to wish you were more like somebody else. Feeling good about yourself boosts your confidence. And you can learn a new skill, visit a new place, make some new friends. Good self-esteem helps you cope with life when it takes a difficult turn too. You know what I mean? But trying to get that self-esteem when you're depressed is, or struggling with addiction is almost impossible without help. And there's nothing I can do, there's nothing I can say or do that would convince someone who is struggling to get help. You have to want it. But trust me, when you accept who you are, you accept that this, that's, this is my body, this is my face, you know what I mean? Like that, I, pff, This is my hair, this is how I cook, this is how I look, this is how I walk, this is how I talk, this is, what I, this is who I am. When you accept those things and you embrace it and you start to just fully enjoy who you are, you dress for who you are, you, you are who you are. When you know that, trust me, that confidence level is just there. It just happens. Now listen, I'm going through some things in my life where someone I love deeply is struggling with mental health and addiction problems. If this person doesn't get help, they are going to die. And this is somebody who is one of the closest people in my life. 
the thought of losing this person is it's one of those thoughts I have to I push it out of my head but you know it's there all the time and it's really hard and that fucks with me mentally it's I don't know what my life looks like without that person in it even though right now that person and I we don't have much communication as much communication as I would like but this person knows that I love them and I just wish that they would that they would go get the help and I mean I've, I've personally driven them to the hospital to get help they left others have done the same they that person would leave they've gone to rehab a few times hell one time in rehab they ended up getting on other drugs rehab isn't always the best my point is that if someone doesn't want help, there's nothing you can say or do to make that work. They really need to want to get better. I've been, <laughs> I've been through all the textbook shit, man. The ups, the downs, the lies, the stealing, the, the doing drugs in your house. Just <laughs> anything you can think of. I've dealt with it. It's so crazy too, because you're like, I I had to say, I had to like step back and look at, look what was going on with this person and and be like, holy shit, man, you are a walking cliche when it comes to drug addiction. But then I thought like, wait a second, cliche. Why would I say it's a cliche that it's not a cliche. This is what almost every single person who's struggling with addiction is going through and they don't realize it, man. They don't even know. They don't fucking know. They, they, they don't believe it. You know what I mean? They know, but they just don't believe it. (laughs) I can quit whenever I want to. Okay, sure. I'm just telling you this because I want you to know that I'm dealing with this, with this too. This is somebody who I love, like I said, deeply, very close to me. And they're not only struggling with addiction, but it's mental health and it's mental health is what led to the addiction problems. And in in there was moments where this person was getting the mental help that they needed and they were starting to get better, but they tend to lose track. And you're you're finding, you know, when when they were talking to somebody, they were finding that there was some issues from when they were younger that had happened. And or things that they thought had happened or the way they felt about things. And they just basically their feelings weren't ever validated or, or wherever were basically, like I said earlier, it was, you know, to stop being a baby type stuff. They had a lot of toxic masculinity in their life, which I think led to where they are right now. But if you know someone or are worried about someone, and if you're like me and you're, you're going to do anything you can to help this person, Knowing that they got to want it. There are some things you can do to try and help. You know, let them know you're there to listen to them without judgment. Someone who's experiencing mental health problems may find it hard to reach out, you know. So try to keep in touch. Reach out to them. A text message, a phone call, that really could make the difference. A Facebook message, Instagram, DM, whatever. TikTok, what do they do on TikTok? I don't even know what that is. What do they do there? Fuck, man. Any one of these messaging service. Just send them a message. Hey, man, what's up? How you doing? Hey, girl, thinking about you. You know, whatever. Those things matter. 
You can find out about local services and, and talking therapies and support groups. See if there see if there's one specifically for men. If you think they'd prefer that, you know, and then try to set them, try to get them to go to that. Sometimes offering to go or asking them to go with you because you need someone there to help with you might help them. Is that whole reverse psychology shit? <laughs> Seriously, you got to do anything to save someone you love, you know. So if that works, if you get them to go because they think they're there going with you, who knows? You just got to help them get help. Reassure them it's okay to ask for help. And that support is out there. And God, all this stuff sounds crazy. You know, it's like, this is all stuff that is common sense, but people need to hear this. You can help them contact their, their doctor. Help them make an appointment if they, if they want you to. But one of the most important things you can do is take care of yourself. Because looking after someone can be really, really hard. And you can't, like I said, you can't fix someone who's broken or help someone get fixed who is broken if you're broken yourself. So make sure you're taking care of yourself, man. It is so important. Your mental health is detrimental to your health. <laughs> Honestly. I know there's a lot here and I, and I know I said a lot. Uh, that's what the whole point of these podcasts are. If there's one thing to take away from this that I really want you to know is you are not alone. Whether you're someone struggling with mental health and addiction or you are someone who loves somebody who's struggling, you're not alone. And please don't think I'm saying that. I know you hear this in the year on commercials, you hear it on TV, blah, 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 memes, blah, blah, blah. You're not, you're real, you probably, but you just need to hear it from a person, a real, regular person that you, me, that you might know me in real life, or you listen to my podcast, wherever you are. You may feel like you know me. I know you. I love you. I don't, I, anybody who's listening to this podcast, I don't ever want anything to happen to you. That's what I'm here for. Talk to me. You are not alone. I'm not just saying that. I struggle. I have family struggling. You are not alone. But if you want some professional help, I did find a website that I thought was really interesting. I like their take on things and the way they present therapy for men. It's called mantherapy.org. Seriously, they have a really unique approach I think most guys can get behind, and and I really dig it. Mantherapy.org, check it out. Also, the National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. Again, 800-273-8255. 273 800-273-8255. Keep saying that over and over again. You can call that number anytime. Anytime. And above all that, man, you can message me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, email, whatever. Uh, the, the, the Mikey Podcast email. You just search for I Am Mikey. Search for the Mikey Podcast. I'll leave the information in the description. So if you want to get in touch with me, I'll put the mantherapy.org. So you have that. I'll have the National Suicide Hotline number there. So you have it. I just... Please, no, you are, I'm not kidding when I say that. You can reach out to me. I've had plenty of conversations with people who were struggling or even people who just, just wanted to message me and say, you know, hey, listen into your radio show or your podcast or whatever. Just help me get through the day. Whatever. That makes me feel good. I want to help you. You know, I'm working on myself and I'm working on my family, but I'm, I want to help you too. So I hope with this podcast, for anybody that listens to, I hope that I help you maybe understand a little better or, or even find some ways to cope for anybody who, who isn't a man. But this is this, all, a lot of this stuff applies to any person. But I was speaking to men because I'm a man, and I know that men struggle with speaking out. 
But as always, thanks for checking out this episode. Please share, rate, comment, whatever. It not only helps me, but it really means a lot to me to know if you're digging these podcasts. Feel free to suggest topics too you'd like me to discuss and dissect. I'd love to hear what you guys want me to talk about. I have a lot of things lined up. I'm going to continue to do these every Monday, Mikey Monday. Uh, and until it as it grows, maybe we'll start adding more um, You know, throughout the week. Maybe we'll add an extra one and we'll see what happens. Thanks again. And until next time. The end of a perfect evening.